listening to the cannabis hangout two girls one bowl and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana my name is brandon and my name is saba we will be connecting with the community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people sharing stories from medical marijuana patients and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths so we invite you to come roll with us while we break break it all down. down Hi friends, we're so glad you chose to tune in to another episode. I'm Saba. And I'm Brandon. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's show, we have the pleasure of speaking with a woman-owned business that's an organic living soil cannabis grow here in Oklahoma called Banana Seat Botanicals. We're super excited to hear about their come up, their journey, and what they're up to now. So please welcome Alana, aka Lala, to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey. Hey, Lala. Hey, I'd love to too. say that. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. Yes, it does. We're so excited to have you here with us today. So thank you so much for taking time out of your grow and your normal scene to come chat with us, all things cannabis. Before we jump in, um, tell us about the first time that you stumbled upon cannabis and what that experience was like for you. I was definitely a little too young. <laughs> That's okay. How old are you? Um, about 12 or 13 years old. We've heard that from yeah, several people. Consistent. That's yeah. a consistent age we hear. Yeah. yeah. What a weird time, I guess that yeah. is, for the adolescents coming mm-hmm. of age, especially women finding their bodies. Right, hormones. right. And um, my connection to it was a little bit more of escapism looking at it now. My mother was definitely, she suffered from mental illness mm-hmm. and Around that same age, I felt like I wanted to escape, and my best friend, her parents were heavy users, so we could, and they were, you know, they had their own issues, so we would escape from familia Mm -hmm. exhaustion by sneaking through their house and finding the stash, and her dad had the pleasure of, like, hiding it behind speakers or yeah. in the weirdest places <laughs> that we had pleasure in finding and yeah. searching yes. it was part of the game yeah. we would come home and do our it's homework like a treasure hunt yeah. <laughs> really. and then we would sniff it out <laughs> like little dogs like drug dogs <laughs> exactly <laughs> that was like, we're 10 steps ahead always I yeah. say. yes and um i didn't re- now looking back at it though i realized we did find so much what was like escapism turned into like super medicinal use mm-hmm. like it was me and my best friend and there was always a third woman or young girl at that time that would kind of like come in and out of the circle and we would all smoke weed and like cry together oh <laughs> yeah and i think we were processing Just bonding like, over yeah. like you're saying processing what's going on in everyone's household and yeah. life yeah but also growing and like maturing and then going through your own emotions as a teenage girl i know it's so heavy <laughs> <laughs> so much i know and i feel like cannabis really helped that um i, I won't admit i won't say it stunted any development yeah. <laughs> I say it, it aided in the development yes. especially with you know more of a trauma background yes mm-hmm. um it gave community you know really diverse community that's what i love about cannabis mm-hmm. it brings so many people together um and we would just Oh, well, gosh, we had the weirdest little rituals. We would like put on like these homemade cannabis garlands and like dance. Before we okay, wow, you guys I love sound like little fairies. Oh, little like girl fairy friends. friends. In yeah. her dark Chicago basement, though. 
Yeah, that's the dark part of it. You're like, you were not in a forest. You were in a dark basement in Chicago. In the inner city. <laughs> Before, like, the craziness really came. Yeah. Uh, her brother I recently just saw, and he was like, Alana, I'm so happy you're just living your dream. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, I found these old notes in our basement that said, one day I hope to own an ounce of weed. Aww, I'm so <laughs> cute. It, and then it was like, the oh next step, I hope to grow weed. And he was like, look, you're doing it. I Aww, had no idea. That's so cool, isn't that it? That is a manifestation. I mean, really. Like, and from a, ch- a pure, like a child yeah. standpoint, Seriously. you know? I should have like, drunk bigger. <laughs> right. But hey, you were like, yeah. as I don't know. That just, that's really cool. You don't, I know. You don't hear that. Well, and it's like, you don't you forget about those things. So to yeah. be reminded as an adult in such like a pivotal, I feel like moment in your life where you're like growing and doing all the things that you love and submerging your plans. And to be reminded of that little thing as a child is like, Oh, totally. this was ingrained in me the entire time. I just didn't know right. until I tapped into it. Yeah. yeah. Plants guiding her way. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even realize. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I really. mean, she literally came today with bringing us like cucumbers and different herbs, herbs because yeah. she wanted to share. So I love a good plant babe. Yeah. <laughs> So we all have our go-to way to consume cannabis. What's your go-to way? So that's a funny story. I, I kind of assumed you might ask me that. And I was like, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> so actually, the first cannabis farm I started in Northern California in Grass Valley, mm-hmm. Foothills of the Sierras, wow. um, was with my friend and mentor. She was a little bit older than me, and she brought me onto the project because she saw like I, maybe I needed a mentor and I was trying to surround myself with plants and she's like come we're buying 40 acres of raw gold old gold mining land and we're gonna grow some cannabis I was like okay yeah so that being said she's from England and I don't know if you know anything about the Europeans, but they're very into their spliffs. Mm-hmm. They're like, spliffs. <laughs> they love <laughs> the spliffs. And so I love spliffs. I used I was a blunt girl coming from Chicago. Also, I was raised in New York my later half. Like, okay. We smoked blunts all the time. I rolled those duchies, you know. Mm-hmm. That was the way. But I kind of grew out of it and, like, became a spliff girl. Okay. <laughs> okay. A little less tobacco, yeah. just as great of a bird. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And wow. I'll even put like those little European uh, cotton filters in it to like preserve the lungs. <laughs> you know, that's it. very surprising because I would have not pegged you as a spliff girl let alone a blunt girl so that's awesome oh Oh, yeah i was like just in case we roll one oh nice (laughs) you're welcome to (laughs) let's pull one (laughs) so what um what are your favorite terpenes to look for whenever like you shop for cannabis or i mean you have your own because you Mm. grow it like what is your favorite from like the garden so i love like limonene or like any of those like really jacky cleaner kind of terpenes and it's it's i think Potentially because they're like kind of sativa based and it's not something I actually grow. So I think I okay. desire what I do not have. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes it'd be yeah. like that. Uh-huh. But I'm always attracted to that. They feel really uplifting. And I noticed that I love, right, terpenes are in all kinds of plants. Right. Mm-hmm. I love lemons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And those sort of similar terpenes are in lemon. Yes. And mm-hmm. Lemon balm, like the tea I just brought you. Yes. Like, so I find that I am attracted to that. And I like, as someone who's already pretty energetic, I mm-hmm. like to be I like to be in that space. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So I think that's what I look out for. But the most interesting terpene that someone has taught me about recently that is in our banana cream cross with jealousy is fenchone, which mm. was really interesting. It's very rare, okay. antibacterial, antimicrobial. And um, I just found it to be really relaxing without okay. exhausting. Mm-hmm. And so that has been a fun one to learn of 
new, like the new yeah, terpene. And I, cool. I feel like I'm still learning so, so many. Where, where what plant do you find that on? The banana cream gel. The banana cream gel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And it's, it's interesting. I don't know if it's labs or the plants that they're growing, but it's come up on tests like sometimes, not always. So I don't know if it just doesn't always express yeah, itself. Right. But the, the first time I learned of it, it was expressing itself in that strain. Hmm. So wow. that's pretty cool. Okay. So I'm just going to backtrack just a little bit. So tell us where you're originally from and what brought you to Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, repping the shy till I die. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. So I was born in Chicago. My mom and all of her family, they're from Chicago. They're the ones that have given me like the pep in my step, the love for food, a mm-hmm. little bit of the like wild rose grows through the cement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. and, but my dad is born and raised in New York. Okay. And so I went to live with him when I was 15. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of those like formative years in yes. New York City. Okay. Just, we were just north of New York City. So, I mean, I was on the train every other weekend. You learned ah, so much yeah. in New York. A I lot feel of like culture. You, yeah. Like if you rode trains or subways, like yeah. I didn't grow up like that. A lot of people didn't grow up like that. And so if you grow up like that, I feel like you just kind of have a, sh- you, you're kind street of street smart. smart. You, you get this yeah. street smart yeah. because more than just you're being here definitely on the street, not sheltered. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I love Could've a good non-sheltered person. <laughs> <laughs> Could have used a roof or a blanket. <laughs> but, um, I think it was part of growing up in an inner city and growing up kind of with this like rough background of my mom. And like when she was going through like the thick of it, it was like this connection to food mm-hmm. came up for me. And like, sometimes we wondered when we were going to get our next meal. And even if I did know when it was like, where, and where's the grocery store? Like we had bodegas mm-hmm. or like corner stores. We call them in Chicago bodegas in New York. Yeah. Like corner store was the closest place to get food, mm-hmm. which is like corn nuts and like sour packed straws. Yeah. <laughs> so as I still like had the, my mom's Greek, her family's Greek and they, they still like, they love food. So that was like present in me. Like I loved food, but I just didn't know like, where do I get fresh food in New York City? Right. And so I was on this mission in like my late teen years, early college years to just get closer to the land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. find the food yeah <laughs> that's cool yeah. it inspired yeah. you to like drive you to do that yeah yeah and yeah. I simultaneously had met um this guy in college from Northern California mm-hmm. and him and I would go out there all the time his friends like welcomed me in you know I was kind of like on the outskirts moving around as a young kid like it was hard to make friends so yeah. when people welcome me in I'm always like thank you yes. I will take you up on it let's yeah. be of course. Yeah. and they were like move to California and I didn't even realize like what crazy cannabis scene was going on. I mean, we were always doing cannabis work. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and I just didn't know what was really happening in those hills. And I intentionally went out there just to like heal with the land, mm-hmm. but found this whole other alternative world yeah. of cannabis. Mm-hmm. And I kept trying to like, you know, cannabis was there and it was great for supplemental income, but I was like, I want to be with the the land stewards. I want to be with the plant people, the veggie farmers, the herbalists. Yeah. And so, but it was hard to make money there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And my, that's when I met my friend Lucy. They, that's how I got Lala. She's Lulu to the Lala. Oh, cute. Yeah. And she found me. I was on a 
really beautiful um, permaculture education center called the Occidental Arts and Ecology Center up in Occidental. It's on the coast of Northern California in mm-hmm. Sonoma County. Oh. And um, they have like this great program where you can, you know, work trade and live on their hippie paradise. It's wow. like the Garden of wow. Eden. There's like trees, mature fruit trees everywhere, huge mother gardens that have been beautiful. cultivated wow. for years, 20, 30 years, I think, at that point. And okay. I was like, the little inner city poor girl in me was like, I want to be close to all this food. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. abundance. Yes. Yeah. And that's where Lulu found me. <laughs> and I was just coming up to my, my, my time was ending there and she was about to be on this journey and she saw how much I, I loved being on land and working land. And she was right. Cause I came there, I built that property from the ground up. <laughs> that's awesome. We put in the water lines, we dug the well. I remember when we dug the well, like because it was an old gold mm-hmm. mine, like, quartz crystals was just shooting wow. out of the ground that's oh my crazy gosh. did you keep them for some for yourself yes. and everything there were, for a long time i drove with them in my car even and then my friend was like you might like get an accident and like whack your yeah head. yeah you're like i never thought about that <laughs> i do have the quartz though just here for me. the energy yeah. <laughs> let's really? not go there I know, right <laughs> Oh, wow, that's cool. Thanks that's for sharing really that. That's really cool. Um, so I feel like we all have different seasons of cannabis consumption. What season are you in right now? Mm, mm. I'm in the summer. Let's go. <laughs> I love the that. The summer flow. I'm like, my eyes stay squinty. My vibe stays high. <laughs> I love that. That sounds great. I, that's, this is my spliff season, I call it. So okay. Like, your summer is what, season is your spliff season. Yeah, because okay. I'm like, it's the time where we're all sitting on the porch. Yeah. Hanging mm-hmm. out with friends around campfires. Like, it's the best to just like roll one up share it it's true kill time build time are Mm -hmm. you like a are you like a wake and bake girl like what are you like is it throughout the day or towards the end what are you like (sighs) i love a good wake i mean who doesn't i I know and if you have it you really don't know what you're missing with some coffee like like, yeah but i like literally with this project and trying to just do new things I'm like, probably you've heard this too. Like I got to stay a little bit focused. Yes. So if I don't smoke specific strains in the morning, I also just try to give myself like a little bit of a brain space Yeah. and I'll wait to like treat myself at night. Yeah. I I understand that. Yeah. But but, you know, some days you just got to be like, this is my medicine and I need it right now. It helps you move throughout the whole (laughs) day. I mean, I get that totally. That's what it's for. So, you know, use the plant. (laughs) So, okay. Lena, paint a picture of like your perfect day for us. Like you have no work, no responsibilities. I know it might be hard to imagine, but like doing whatever you want to do that like just makes you feel so happy and grounded and like you feel like your cup is being filled. What does that look like? Well, definitely the river. Okay. (laughs) The river or a river? Any river, because like what day, I don't where are we? (laughs) I like many rivers. I mean, I've learned to love some rivers even here in Oklahoma. Okay, yeah. (laughs) My partner, he's from Montana, though, so I love the Montana rivers. I love Montana. (laughs) Mm, That's like not even compared. (laughs) Sab and I went to Wyoming last year for our first time, and I was like, Oh my God, this is a gym that like I've just never been to. And like the way I felt surrounded by so much nature and mountain and the rivers that we were on. It was just like, I have never felt that magic that I, I mean, like I'm like Oklahoma, I love you, but like what? (laughs) Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I've been. We just got into pack rafting, and it's been my new favorite thing. Because pack rafting. I used to be a big hiker, but yeah. I'm like, I can't carry all this weight on my back all the time. Like, right. I'm tired. I'm a farmer. Yeah. yeah. So you kind. It's like a kayak, but it's inflatable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you can hike it into these really remote. Yeah. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. I just got. 
a paddleboard, an inflatable one mm-hmm. that goes on your back that's like heavy as yeah. hell, but yeah. it's like, I can do this yeah. to get down yeah. there. Yeah. You know? Those are cool too. I have one of those, but these are like a quarter of the size. They're okay. meant for like carrying all your, which is nice. great because I'm also like, how do I get my paddleboard anywhere? <laughs> right, right. Uh, inflatable is so the way, I mean, yeah. I love, that's the way to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on a river, just floating with my friends with a doobie. Yeah. If I can fit some beers in the bag, let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. So, okay, you're a river girl. So is why, or Montana? River rat. River rat. <laughs> a girl. Yeah, get Dreaming that right. To be a rat. Soon. Now I'm a city girl. <laughs> just all over the place. So um, Montana is like your favorite spot? I've had a lot of special experiences there because okay. my partner and having that time. That is, yeah. we try to go yeah. like every summer when we have time. It's blown up though. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. but there's still so many places to escape. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get out of it. I like to just anywhere I can kind of like exit society. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why I liked growing cannabis for so long in California is because I could hide away and work uh-huh. on my craft and yeah that's been the most challenging thing like you know grass is always greener on the other side I was like I just want to be able to talk about my craft and be in, more open in the world with it and now that I am mm-hmm. I'm having so much trouble like marketing myself yeah. <laughs> yeah. doing the things you have to do to be on the other side yeah. right 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 because it's a, a two-person team. Is that what? We're, we're three. So three, shout okay. out to Aaron. He's awesome. He just joined on board. We're three. We're hoping to be four soon. Okay. So I can focus on more of like the branding and getting out. Absolutely. Yeah. Which can be some of the hardest yeah. parts to do. I understand that. Okay. Let's pause for a minute and talk about Oklahoma's grassroots cannabis publication, Herbage Magazine. They're in over 500 dispensaries statewide, providing cannabis education and supporting and highlighting the local communities. For more information, visit HerbageMag.com. That's H-E-R-B-A-G-E-M-A-G.com. If you're ever in the Oklahoma City area, check out Chill Dispensary at 22 Northeast 10th Street. They're good people with hand-washed, single-source, live rosin, flour, pre-rolls, and other solventless products. So go show them some love and enjoy a chill experience. Now, back to the episode. So speaking of being in the industry as a woman in like a male-dominated industry, like what has your experience been like? Annoying. No, <laughs> no that's okay. That's real <laughs> shit. Yeah, that is real shit. But also empowering. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, women, we're here. We also see each other. Mm-hmm. I have loved being in Oklahoma and connecting with the women in this industry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like we make shit happen. Yeah. And like th- so much support. So much support. It's, I love that about the Oklahoma yeah. cannabis yeah. community and the women yeah. specifically. Really. And just so willing to like help without yeah. any questions, just like down to ride. Yes. And I feel that in all parts of my life. So to now have that in cannabis is really, really special. And then that now I'm like, let's just play with what we got. Like if there's a male dominated industry, I, I have some things up my sleeve where I'm going to, I'm going to maybe do like a hot girl calendar or something. Yeah. Real yeah. 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 Really? Y'all want to be in a cannabis calendar? <laughs> I'm in. Sign us up. Featuring. Yeah. Me. Yeah. That's awesome. That's hot. To write up Brandon's alley. <laughs> so I'm don't act like you don't want to be in there, girl. All of us. No, seriously. There's 12 months, girls. Yeah. I'll take January. That's my birthday month. Perfect. Sign up. Sign I'll up. I'll start us off. <laughs> that is awesome. So, so what do you take pride in when it comes to your flower at Banana Seed Botanicals? Uh, the back-breaking love I put into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I re- recently called a perfectionist, so I, I take pride in that, that 
Like it is medicine that I use and partake in. So making it like the highest quality. Mm-hmm. We're indoor and we're commercial. So I will not deny okay. that is the furthest from the forest floor. Yeah. But how can we make it the closest? Yeah. And with my background in permaculture, like we try and do the stupidest little things that make it like that much more quote unquote regenerative (laughs) if we can't even say that but like we use a lot of our wastewater to um, to water other plants around the property that are pollinator bushes like the butterfly bushes I'm in love with we catch a lot of our rainwater and right now we're trying to build a living pond pool on the property because it's so hot and we need to take care of ourselves to take care of the plants Yes. yes and um I manage the partner farmer program at this local um, community garden called Commonwealth. Okay. Oh, yeah. I know. I've heard of that. Yeah. I've always wanted to go check it yeah. out. That's where this is oh, from. No All these okay, herbs. Cool. Yeah. I have a little plot there. I worked my way in there. This community is awesome. They've been tending to that land for like over 20 years. Wow. It's, it's the best soil I've ever seen in wow. Oklahoma. Wow. And so I have been taking all of the microbial and fungal action that's like decomposing in the corners there, like the close thing you can say, mimicking a forest floor mm-hmm. in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And then we take it to the warehouse and we make our own microbe and like fungal yeah. concoctions. Cool. Yeah, we're doing a lot of our own like home brews. We hope to do more ferments this year with like a lot Sick. of these plants. I got nettle patches. Like, so we like to incorporate like our natural organic ways with industrial indoor cannabis. Yeah. So, and our new thing that we've been saying is like affordable medicine for the people. Like, because how much we are able to produce, I call us big small. We're 120 yeah. lights. Hell yeah. But like, how can we do it where like good quality medicine is accessible to everybody? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So staying at an affordable price point, even though we put everything we have into it. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is admirable and so difficult because I know growing super clean is more expensive, which is crazy because it should just be the other way around. But they make it so much not as easily obtainable. So the fact that you're putting in so much... Mm-hmm. To make sure that the product comes out the way that you want it is, I mean, just speaks volumes, really. That's awesome. That is awesome. So where did the name Banana Seat Botanicals come from? It's so different. I love it. Please tell us. I I told you it was the hardest part was to figure out branding. But there is a funny story about it. I knew there was. I knew there was. (laughs) So without taking up too much time, that bike, so it's an old Schwinn bike, those banana seat styles. Mm -hmm. My dad is a vintage lover, everything old he loves. And when I was like 10 years old, he bought me this bike it has a stick shift and everything i thought it was so cool cool and then he let me ride it three times and said no honey i'm gonna restore it to its original paint color like i need the bike back and i never rode it again and i was so sad yeah fast forward like 10 years later i get a box in the mail all the way out in california he's living in florida at the time and he shipped me the (gasps) box the bike cool all the way in a box i was like i'm overgrown for this thing but like the sentiment like thanks dad i know so i lug this thing around every cannabis property everywhere i move Mm. and like when i say cannabis properties like i was living in a gypsy carport tent like there wasn't anywhere to store this beautiful vintage bike yeah (laughs) Yeah. so i'm like trying to take care of it yeah there's some kind of magic to it though you just have to hold on to it and so i moved this bike I got rid of everything moving to Oklahoma and I brought the bike with me. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and it was the first thing. I moved into a two small 
two bedroom, really small, right here off of 24th and Walker. And okay. there's no closets in these cute little bungalows in mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Where am I going to put this bike? Oh, I have this huge warehouse. It was the first thing I moved into the warehouse <laughs> before I even built the place because I was awesome. using it as storage. Yeah. <laughs> and so me and my partner were like, what are we going to name this thing? What are we going to name this thing? And there's this bike just sitting there. And I was like, banana seed botanicals. Because we're also more than just weed, right? Yes. We're all all the pants. (laughs) Yes. And so we hung it up on the wall. It's kind of like an ode to my father who never Mm -hmm. really appreciated um, my connection to cannabis. He shunned it. Okay. He still won't even come visit my business. Oh, wow. Love you, Dad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's to him. I send him pictures of him like, Oh. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's all you can do. I it feel is. like sometimes with parents, it's hard when they are so set in their mm-hmm. ways. And I've I heard this growing up, and I feel like I, as I've become an adult, I've realized it more. But as our parents get older, they go more into their like childish ways, and so he's growing into a child. I mean, really, that's, that's like that's just the best way to say it yeah. because you they're just so much more like set in their ways and the ways that they want to be in. So to be an older person and to try and step out of those ways that you know and be cognizant of that mm. is not is not easy. Mm. And you have to be very like intentional, right, to mm. do that. So, I mean, I can relate to that a little bit. But like, yeah, getting parents on board is not always the easiest thing. But there is magic in when he does come around. It may not be because of you. Yeah. Somebody, it may have to be a third party that gets to him. But the magic of when like he comes around, if he comes around, is just like so great to see. Yeah. We hope he comes around. Yeah, that too. if you're listening, <laughs> come around. Yeah, that's the banana seat. That bike is magic. So it'll do something. Wait till you see what here I'm going to do with it. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've got a plan for some pop-ups. <laughs> We're excited. So exciting. So I know you said branding, but what's been the most challenging part about starting up a business and grow here in Oklahoma that maybe you didn't expect to be so challenging? Oh, that's a good question. Definitely like just showing up in Oklahoma with like no community or connection to this place. Luckily, my sister was living here, but she has no connection to the cannabis world. She was here doing random work. She married a guy from Oklahoma, but I showed up and I was like, okay, I have all this great bud now. Like, oh, wait, I don't know anybody. Yeah. (laughs) It's real. So making connections and having to sell myself and the product in a market that was crashing. Like Mm -hmm. when we finally got licensed and produced, it was, I think my first harvest was last May. Okay, okay, so you've been around since. Yep, it's we're entering year two. And okay, yep, I was a whole year of building. Though, yeah, so I've been. Yeah. This is my third summer here in Oklahoma. But and before, like, you can't even talk to people about cannabis before you have something to show. Right. So I didn't know how to go I around know. and be like, meet me and see my future product. I know, <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, where is it? And yeah. I promise it's going to be so great. But yeah, you have to show it. But slowly but surely, I'm yeah. learning to be patient and mm-hmm. meeting great people and remembering mm-hmm. networking is good and getting out of my little hobbit hole. Yes, <laughs> I understand that sometimes it's hard to pull yourself out of there and be social and do all the things. Yeah. I, I mean, we can relate as much as like, yeah. I feel like we are out and doing stuff. There's a lot of times where you're like, do I have to, you know, yeah. so it's, it's relatable, but yeah. that's cool. You're like getting out of yeah. your cell in that way. Cause there's going to be so much goodness. That's like rewar- rewarding from it, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. including this. Yes. <laughs> so how many strains do you grow at once and what's your personal fave right now? Uh, okay. I know that changes like every day, like my mood. Oh yeah. I know it totally has <laughs> like, to. I'm sure. Day? What's the vibe? Yeah. Um, we have, so we're always working on more strains. I brought a lot out from my California collection, but, um, we have 12 currently. Okay. 
Um, Because I realize (laughs) Oklahoma, you guys want all the strains. (laughs) Isn't that funny? (laughs) I went from selling pounds to quarter pounds. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, because they want variety. (laughs) And no, like, it's so rare that I feel like growers keep the same staple strains because Oklahoma, they just want different ones all the time. Yep. And even for just like on the dispensary side, it's, they don't want to see the same thing on the shelves. It's very rare that patients want to see the same thing or like dispensaries that have, you know, they're vertically integrated and have those staple strains. Of course they'll keep them on there all the time, but like patients always want something new and which is, which is really hard to navigate (laughs) when you are, doing the work of the growing. Yeah, especially because, like you said, how many do you grow at one time? Like, whoa, that it's finding to be the most difficult part because, like, I was a straight GG4 girl, like, back in the day. I did all GG4. Yeah. Like, I had the original cut, like, and I knew how to do her well. Mm-hmm. Now I have to have, like, six to eight strains in one room, and, like, they all want a little bit something different. They're mm-hmm. like us, right? Mm-hmm. I say yeah. our plants are like us. Just as much as I test the soil, yeah. I also test my body, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, really. Yeah. Really, you have to. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, right now, year two, what strains can I put together that, like, the same temperature is yes. a certain kind of food mm-hmm. who wants to be fed heavier, who wants a little bit more drybacks. Like, that is, I'm fine-tuning the art with my partner right now. So he's been great and like, kind of taking in all the data. I'm definitely mm-hmm. more the visionary. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. gotta have a balance. Yeah. But definitely my favorite right now. Oh gosh. My favorite daytime is the super runs. I know people are like so against runs, but I get the candy craze. Yeah. After having it, yeah. I was like, okay, the streets don't If lie. you can, if you can, if you can grow a good run, obviously yeah. there's an infiltration of runs in the market I right know. now, but if you can grow a good run, it's slaps. Yeah. What's my other favorite though? Like, okay, so the Girl Scout cookie sherbet was like what got me into one of my favorite dispensaries. Cush Hills represent. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. um, That one just has like this crazy flavor. I love the banana cream. Jealousy though, like definitely targets a certain market. Um, The spiked Mai Tai randomly, someone just gave it to me. One of the growers that came and worked for us for a while. And that tropical gas, man, it makes me feel like I'm on a beach with like literally like a Mai Tai. Yeah, I might. I think I actually brought some for y'all to take home. So that one's been the surprise favorite. But like I kind of rotate through (coughs) all different phases, like different times. Yeah. So like that. What's been like you said you collected seeds in California? What's been like the most special that you have that you like maybe haven't used or you're like saving oh, yeah. up to like be like, okay, I'm, I'm making sure that my environment and everything is really dialed in before I throw you in. Yes. Rainmaker. Okay. <laughs> you know exactly yeah. what one. What's the story behind Greg getting that seed? So my friend gave it to me. He was a huge plant nerd and inspiration, big teacher out in California. And he had given me the genetics. And actually, she's just from a commercial side, like she thumps. She's huge. And she has a lot of the like citrus undertones that I really like. Like mm-hmm. I, I love citrus, like I said in the beginning, mm-hmm. like lemony. Um, I haven't tested her, so I don't know all those details, but I just know what I like and it's mm-hmm. really delicious. So I have those seeds I'm kind of saving. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. cool. Yeah, Savoring them. For you start growing them. <laughs> so what do you believe are key things to look for when burning and smoking cannabis to to know like you have quality, you have quality cannabis that you're mm. consuming? Flavor, obviously. And like the feeling on my throat, mm-hmm. you know, is yeah. it, cause there's always a tickle that you can sometimes get, but I'm like, does that hurt? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. But the flavor, like how good did the flavor come through? Mm-hmm. Can you taste it? That's a big one, I think. And yeah. how does it make me feel? Mm-hmm. Cause like if we're stoners, we have, you know, we gotta be out in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Really? Doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. So 
So what's your most favorite thing about being within the plants? Like as soon as you walk in, that feeling that overcomes you every day, like how does it make you feel? Um, at one and peace. Yeah, I definitely like, like I said, the soil has provided so much healing, you know, mm-hmm. on all the different farms, veggie to cannabis I've been in, like it helped me heal through a lot of my childhood stuff. And um, even on an indoor level, like maybe my hands aren't in the actual soil all the time, but like being with my girls, mm-hmm. like you, yeah. Th- yes. <laughs> like it's just something about being with the ladies. Like I sing to them, I talk to them, I try and touch every plant. I love they that. They respond yeah. to it. See, I was about to say, what do you do when like you first come in every morning? Like, what's your thing yeah. with the babes? Like, what yeah. do you, what do you say? I'm like, hey, bitches, <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> um, I will give them a hey. I'll throw on a playlist, and then like I definitely like to turn them and touch them so like I'll turn pots a lot especially mm-hmm. what pre-flower when they're in their vegetative which is kind of my favorite place to be in the nursery because mm-hmm. that's like what's setting them up for success it's yeah. like kids right yeah. you give them a lot of time when they're babies and like they can take care of themselves <laughs> yeah really so I just like to like move and touch them because they respond I mean sometimes they'll be leaning in towards the light and if you just ignore her she's gonna be all like lean too yeah I want my girls like sturdy and strong mm-hmm. and airflow fans that helps to a degree mm-hmm. but like literally just three like 180 those yeah. pods yeah. and you'll see them kind of straighten themselves back that's up. cool yeah so what's their favorite music to listen to because you have to know they, uh, they obviously respond to something better than the other or genre i heard metal is that true you know ah. i i know some people that play metal in their rooms i, that I know some people that me. play some hardcore rap yeah. some, what like, about like frequencies yes that's why i think the metal might you know or like you yeah. know the frequencies that like you can go on youtube that are already yeah. programmed yeah, like different awesome. numbers yeah. i'm like yeah. plants have to love that more yeah. right that would be a cool like try that study next. to do okay. yeah keep us posted yeah. let us know they're how gonna the be like respond. bigger and better yeah, yeah i mean really <laughs> yeah if you're a cannabis business a grower processor or retailer in oklahoma and you're looking for help handling the unique financial challenges that you face in this industry yusuf abasi with cana tax and accounting is ready for you it's actually relieving to find someone who knows what you need and can make the process smooth for you. If you're feeling overwhelmed with all of the current and upcoming regulations, Yusuf is a great partner to help you achieve financial success in the cannabis industry. For further information, send an email over to yusuf at canatax.com. That's Y-U-S-U-F at K-A-N-N-A-T-A-X dot com. So outside of cannabis, what's your favorite vegetable to grow? Oh, vegetables. Yeah, let's talk of veggie. What's your favorite veggie to grow? So I have been, I have fallen in love with peppers. Really? Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. I wouldn't have thought it. That's like between California and here now. Like yeah. Peppers are kind of been the staple. You can do so much with them. Like, I would say herbs, really, but you ask vegetables. Yeah. So <laughs> Okay, I well, say, let's, let's say herbs then. But peppers, you can turn, like, so I've been loving, I dry, I smoke them and dry them. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these ones that my friend brought from um, Espelette, France, she shared cool. the seed with me. She was Beautiful. like a crazy veggie farmer out yeah. in California. And those are the most resilient seeds she brought me. Wow. And now I just keep taking more seeds. And the plants grow huge. They can withstand a little frost and this 100 degree weather. Mm-hmm. Wow. And when they're smoked, I use it as my own like homemade chili powder. It is so 
Dude, what? I'll have to make you some. I have to oh, do another please. new round. Oh my yeah. goodness, I would love Beautiful. that. Put it on ground beef, anything. It's like, so are these all different, like sweet peppers, jalapeno peppers? So this one is specifically the Espelette, and it's kind of like a blend of like a paprika. Okay, uh-huh. I, or that could have just happened naturally, being next to my paprikas. But yeah, <laughs> it's like a long red one that has like mild spice okay. and kick, so it's very flavorful. And you said it's from Ooh. France. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. One. Yeah, wow. really neat. Yeah. I love so that. Cool. Cool. This blunt is delicious. Oh, I bet. It's hitting the spot. I Thank know. you, Sal, for ruling it. <laughs> Thank you. So how do you navigate like feeling burnt out? I, I saw one of your captions on Instagram of like how like, just being real about farming and how and like, you know, cannabis merging into like mainstream society and sometimes feeling like you're just drowning in the business takeover. So like how can you like explain? Band more on that because I know there's a lot of people who probably feel that same way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think so and it's great. I feel like I have reached out to a few farmers and some here who barely even know me have been really receptive to sharing information. That's been like first layer of burnout. Like reach out to someone maybe in my yeah. same situation right. and be like, "You there, bud?" Yeah, yeah. and really. so that's been great to be received in that way and supported. Um, but as little as like literally, I try and go get massages. Like I'm into body work. Me too. Nice. Yoga yeah. massage. Like nice. I, if I don't stretch, this thing hurts. <laughs> yeah, wow. I am like, you're stretching. Am I talking fool. to Brandon right now? Yeah, I know. Good. I'm I like, Brandon, don't bend over in public and like start doing all yeah. this shit that people are like, why did you think you can do that? Yeah. You know. <laughs> so I gotta find out where you go. Yeah. Um, and then going on the river. I mean, I'm about to go to California next week. So oh, fun. Hang out with friends and yeah. dance on the river. I'm ready for it. That sounds Aww, amazing. You make me want to go back to Wyoming yes. and hit the Snake River. Ooh, I know. That's so that's where. Okay. Wait, so that's where we, we paddle boarded for on. the first time. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I gotta find out magical where yeah. details. This, that's on my bucket list. Yeah. yeah, let us know when you go. We'll yeah. connect you with. We were taken with local. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> Bring really? the blunts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got you. I'm <laughs> always. But yeah, that was so magical. I've never been on like a body of water, yeah. like surrounded by the mountains, mm-hmm. like standing up and yeah. being like. And we got to go to a natural hot spring that was just like yes. right off. So we like paddleboarded to the side that like only the locals knew about. Yes. Hot springs are my next favorite. <laughs> I love it. But the closest, my little getaway is in, um, in Den- no, right, right outside of Denver and Cottonwood. Oh my goodness. And Cottonwood. <laughs> okay. We just told them, pub- we'll talk <laughs> later. Yeah, we'll talk it's, later. It's, it's the spot. You know, they okay. Know. Cool. Yeah, yeah, we need to know the spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us all the spots. I love that. So you're currently in year two with your grow. What do you enjoy about the Oklahoma cannabis market now that you've been here for a little bit and experienced it? And what do you think as a grower could use some work still? Uh, oh, yes. I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> um, I think I enjoy like the the openness, like once I have made connections with people, how people have received me. And I feel like I've been able to make some community with some great, you know, dispensary owners and mm-hmm. other people with the industry have just supported me like for just being like fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really. So that's felt really, really good and rewarding. Um, the most challenging part I think is like the dispensaries and sales yeah. <laughs> that needs work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think some good transitions will come though with like the moratorium being extended like I see actually like a lot kind of falling to the wayside and like kind of some really great mm-hmm. cultivators yeah. coming 
together and, you know, hopefully getting a little bit more support through that. So yes, absolutely. I think that there is some good things ahead for Oklahoma yeah. and I'm glad we weathered the storm people last year. I know my growers out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But from the ashes, we will rise. You know, Always. Like that Latin yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes. So what do you look forward to in the future with banana seat botanicals? Like what are you excited about for this year? Ooh, this year I'm excited on like, yeah, definitely more of the like social branding and then dialing in though. We've made some great um, upgrades. We got new tables in the flower rooms. Amazing. Having the time and the team to support, like doing all the more dorky things. I love bringing in that whole natural world indoors from our homemade ferments that I want to get into and just, just dialing in those systems to keep producing the best medicine we can. Yeah. That's awesome. I love to hear that. That's so beautiful. So what's a solid piece of advice that you'd like to give someone that's been super valuable to you that you wish someone would have shared with you along the way? The most simple one that I just love is like always start small. But yeah, go after what you want to do, but just start small. Yeah. Yeah, And keep building on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That is good. Yeah. So on to second that, (laughs) what's a stigma surrounding cannabis that you would like to see changed? (laughs) Forgetfulness. But can we change that? (laughs) Right. What's what's an eye roller? What are you like? Oh, if you like to your, to your dad, for example, what are you just like? Uh, oh, the funniest thing, we just went and saw like a Led Zeppelin cover band yeah. together in Florida. And there was these two older gentlemen in front of us smoking a joint indoors. Mm-hmm. And I was like, of course, in front of my dad. Like normally I'd be like, hey, let me hit yeah. that. <laughs> of course, in front of my dad. And if he's eye rolling now, oh, he's yeah. eye rolling like one of them's going to fall off the balcony. Literally, my dad. I'm like, they'd be doing the same thing if they were wasted. And we can drive just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Right. That's funny. Well, Alana, I believe this wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for sharing your hard work and passion with us. We have loved having you here. You were such a joy. Thank you, girls. Yes. And to stay up to date on what she and the team are doing, follow them on Instagram at banana seat botanicals. Thank you to everyone listening to today's episode. Stay tuned for next week's. And as always, brand stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.